0: We looking at the work that our Lord Jesus Christ did for us when he went to the cross. And we saw in the previous teaching um, why it is that Satan in fact proceeded to kill our Lord Jesus Christ because he and his angels were deceived into thinking that Jesus had in fact committed sin. Um, whereas in fact that wasn't the case. Jesus was made to be sin with our sin, the Bible teaches us. Uh, corinthians so that we could be made the righteousness of god but nevertheless when jesus was made to be sin with our sin at that point his spirit died for our lord jesus christ was born under law the bible also teaches us that and everybody who's born under law when they sin the result of that is spiritual death god the father did uh, mention that to adam and eve in the garden he said to him, when you eat of that tree and that day you will surely die so jesus died in spirit satan saw that satan recognized that jesus now fell under his domain because at that time satan had domain over death and over hades he had the keys to death and to hades he still has the power of death Uh, the lord has not taken that away from him Uh, death is the last enemy that will be destroyed. That has not yet happened. But nevertheless, uh, the scripture teaches us very plainly that before we come into the kingdom of God, that we are darkness and that when we come into the kingdom, we're made light in the Lord. And so that's exactly what transpired with our Lord Jesus. He was light. His Spirit was light. And so in the Spirit, if you looked at our Lord, you would see that His Spirit was full of light. However, everybody around Him their spirits would have been full of darkness because they were all yet still um, spiritually dead. No one had yet been born again. He was different. On the cross, actually before the cross, in the Garden of Gethsemane when um, Judas betrayed Him and God the Father placed the sin of the world on Jesus, it was at that point that Jesus' spirit uh, transitioned from light to darkness and His spirit died. He became uh, spiritual doctors, just as the world is. And so that is the reason why the Bible teaches us very clearly that Jesus is not only the first one to be raised from the dead, but he's also the first one born from the dead. We pick up uh, that in this passage of Scripture, Colossians chapter 1, one verse 18. The Apostle Paul writing, he says, And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. And in another passage of scripture that teaches the same truth, Revelation 1.5, scripture says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, this is the Lord himself speaking, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And so very plain in both of these passages of scripture the uh, our writer tells us in one case it's Paul in the other case it's John <coughs> excuse me they both tell us that Jesus <coughs> excuse me <coughs> is in fact the first born from the dead. So he's also the first raised from the dead, but in these passages, he's called the first born from the dead. Now, in order for one to be born from the dead, one has to have been dead. And so Jesus is is in fact the first one who was born again because he died in spirit when he went to the cross. And so when God made him alive once again, he was thus born from the dead. And then God raised him from the dead. Now a lot of uh, Christians, uh, so-called ministers of the gospel, well they are, they're ministers of the gospel, they love the Lord, Uh, they teach the the word uh, as effectively as they know how, but they get very, very upset on this particular issue. Um, And they declare it completely to be heresy, to say that Jesus died in spirit because he was God, he couldn't die in spirit, that's impossible. Um, And so, you know, they'll just discount what the Bible says. That's all right, because they still teach salvation in Christ Jesus. They just don't understand what it means to actually be born again. Uh, They have no concept about the spirit of man um, and the fact that the spirit dies and the spirit is spiritually dead and thus has to be born again, as our Lord taught us in John's Gospel. Um, and so yes it gets treated in quite a large part of the church as being heretical to cheat uh, to teach to teach that Jesus died in spirit. I get very upset when you say that. But anyway, the Bible is very really plain on the issue. Jesus was the first one to be born from the dead. Every other saint who is born again is then also born from the dead. And yeah, you know, we all have our own number. The second one to be born from the dead, by the way, was the apostle John. You go read his account of the, in his gospel, we see that he's the first one that believed after our Lord was raised from the dead. And so John was the second one born born again. But nevertheless, Jesus was the first one to be born from the dead. And as I say, yeah, you, know, you you cannot be born from the dead unless you were dead, and Jesus was dead, not physically. His body had died, yes, but he, when, he, when God raised His body from the dead, Jesus wasn't then born from the dead, God raised Him from the dead. Uh, his physical body was, was resurrected. And just as the Christians, when we receive our resurrected bodies on the day that our Lord returns to the earth, we'll not at that point be born from the dead. That's when we're going to be raised. Our bodies will, be, will get new resurrected bodies, but we're born from the dead when we're born again exactly what happened to Jesus Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6 is again very plain to us the sequence of events as they unfold with regards to what the Lord has done for us on the cross Paul speaking he says but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses so we were all dead in trespasses spiritually dead Our spirits were darkness, he calls it in his writings, and they had to be born again. They had to be made light. Verse 5, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so that's the sequence of events. God first makes us alive and then He raises us us up and then He seats us in Christ. Now when did all of this transpire? All of this happened when Jesus went to the cross because all of this here is past tense that the Apostle Paul is talking about. He says we were made alive together with Christ. So when did that happen? When Jesus was made alive. When Jesus was made alive, we were made alive with Him. Now when did that, why did that happen? Because In the book of Romans, the Bible, uh, Paul teaches us, again, very plainly, that God the Father at that time baptized us, immersed us into the death of Christ. How did he do that? In our spirits. God took the whole church and baptized them into the death of Christ. And so when Christ died, we died with him. When Christ was made alive, not raised, when Christ was made alive, we were made alive together with him. And that's how we can be born again, because we have already been born again, really, um, 2,000 years ago when Christ was raised, made alive by God the Father. That was the predestination side of um, the Christian faith. But, and it's only made manifest in each individual life as and when they accept Jesus as Lord. But all of this God the Father did 2,000 years ago. So we were made alive together with Christ. So Christ was dead. He was made alive. We were dead, we were we were made alive. we were raised up together with Christ now there's the resurrection. God the Father then raised Jesus from the dead first he was born from the dead, then God raised him from the dead we were raised with him and God set a seat in our Lord Jesus at his own right hand and we were seated together with him and so that's the sequence of events as and when they unfolded on 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 the cross so Where did Jesus go when he died on the cross spiritually? He died physically, and when he died physically, his body, his spirit then left his body. And he said to God the Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. So where did Jesus go? Because we all understand that the inward man is the real man, the body is just the house we live in. Jesus called his body his temple that he dwelt in. But Jesus, the spirit, Departed from his body when he died on the cross. So where did his spirit go? Because now don't forget, he was spiritually dead. He couldn't ascend into heaven. No one who is spiritually dead can ascend into heaven, which is why all the Old Testament saints never went to heaven. They went to Abraham's bosom, waiting for our Lord Jesus to be raised from the dead uh, so that they too can, could ascend into heaven with him where did Jesus go? Well, Jesus tells us very plainly where he went. Let's have a look at what our Lord said. Matthew 12 verse 39 and 40. But he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth and so again a lot of christians get so upset about that jesus never went into the heart of the earth he went into heaven he went to abraham's bosom he went everywhere but not into the heart of the earth Uh, again it's just because they don't understand the gospel they're still born again they're christians they don't understand what has happened to them there's a lot and i'm talking about ministers teach that all of this is heresy Um, you know you feel sorry for them because they don't understand what it is that Jesus in fact has done for them but nevertheless Jesus told us where he went he went for three days and three nights into the heart of the earth so some will say okay well he went into Abraham's bosom and he stayed there for three days and three nights why There's no purpose for him to go there except to release the captives. But he couldn't do that yet because he had not yet been born again. Jesus had not yet been made alive. He was still spiritually dead. So there was a condition that still had to be met in order for Jesus to be made spiritually alive. What was that condition? Well, again, the Holy Spirit does reveal that information to us. Psalm 88 verse 4 to 7. Um, The scripture says, and this is a prophetic word given of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's speaking and narrating to us what transpired when he died on the cross. And for those three nights, three days and three nights that he goes into the heart of the earth. This is what transpired Jesus is telling us. He says, I am counted with those who go down to the pit. I am like a man who has no strength adrift among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you, talking about God the Father, remember no more, who are cut off from your hand. You have laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the depths. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your ways. And so Jesus is very plain. God the Father had placed our Lord Jesus in the lowest pit of hell. He went down there for three days and three nights, and the wrath of God lay heavy upon His Son. Because why? Because Jesus had taken upon Himself the sin of the world. Now Jesus had to pay the price for those sins. Somebody said, but surely just dying on the cross paid the price for the sins. No! No, the, the sin is a, a spiritual um, um, uh, event, really. And, and so sin has to be paid for with the wrath of God on the spirit of the individual, not on their physical bodies. And so Jesus had to descend into the lowest pit of hell. That's what God the Father did. That's what Jesus said. You laid me in the lowest pit. You went down to the real bottom, the heart of the earth, as our Lord called it. And he incurred the wrath of Almighty God for three days and three nights for the sin of the whole world. He had to do it because justice had to be met. The scripture says he was delivered up for our offenses and was raised up because of our justification. In other words, when every sin had been accounted for, only at that time could Jesus now be made alive once again. First born from the dead and so very clearly our Lord Jesus Christ went down into the lowest pit of hell and for three days and three nights he suffered the wrath of God uh, on behalf of the world because he had to pay the price for the sin of the world not only did he have to take upon himself the sin he also had to pay the price for our sins and that's what he did now there are two passages of scripture that give us a very detailed account of what transpired when our Lord Jesus Christ went down into the lowest pit of hell. And by the way, um, when Jonah was in the belly of the the great fish, Jesus said that Jonah was the sign that pointed to our Lord Jesus, uh, that prayer that our Lord spoke about in Psalm 18 um, Psalm 88 that we just read is almost word for word exactly the same prayer that Jonah prayed when he was in the belly of the great fish Um, and Jonah was obviously also praying a prophetic prayer that our Lord uttered unto God the Father from the pit of hell so that's also just uh, a confirmation on that side anyway we have Psalm 18 and then we have uh, 1 Samuel 22 I think it's 1 Samuel 22, just 5 seconds. 2 Samuel 22, forgive me. Um, those two passages of Scripture are almost word for word the same uh, uh, passage. But there are some variances between the two passages. Not a lot, but they're almost word for word identical. We'll just look at Psalm 18. What, what, in this Psalm again, this is now Jesus prophetically telling us what transpired when he went down into the pit of hell we're going to read it and then we'll we'll comment on it because we'll see that Jesus was taken down there Jesus incurred the wrath of God Jesus was made alive once again when he was down there and it was at that time that Jesus was then able to um, destroy principalities and powers and he was able to destroy him who had then the power of the death Satan, the devil, and it's at that time when God made him alive in the lowest pit of hell that he was able to take the keys of Hades and de- of death away from G- uh, Satan because he had been taken down there illegally. Now, Satan and his angel, don't forget, were under the impression they took Jesus down to hell legally because he had committed sin, they thought, uh, because of Judas. Don't forget, if you go down you'll have to go back to the previous teaching to pick up on the point. And so... This is what now transpires. So we'll read it and then we'll comment on it. Psalm 18 verse 16 to 42. Uh, Jesus uh, uh, quoting, He sent from above, He took me, He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the merciful you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man you will show yourself blameless. With the pure you will show yourself pure. And with the devious you will show yourself shrewd. For you will save the humble people, but will bring down haughty looks. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them neither did i turn back again till they were destroyed i have wounded them so that they could not rise they have fallen under my feet for you have armed me with strength for the battle you have subdued under me those who rose up against me you have also given me the necks of my enemies so that i destroyed those who hated me they cried out but there was none to save even to the Lord but he did not answer them then I beat them as fine as the dust before the wind I cast them out like dirt in the streets and so when Jesus died on the cross and he yielded up his spirit uh, to God the Father his spirit was taken down into the lowest pit of hell where he incurred the wrath of God for three days and three nights for the sin of the world at the end of that time because Jesus had not committed any sin himself, God the Father could now treat his son according to his righteousness. And so Satan and his angels were deceived. They took Jesus down there. They um, they were too strong for our Lord, our Lord says. That, that was, his enemies were stronger than him. And they took him down there and they ensured that he was incurring this wrath. Now they were... gleeful about what was transpiring because they were fully convinced this whole time that Jesus was suffering the wrath of God because He is of his own sin but in all the time Jesus was suffering the wrath of God for the sin of the world at the end of the three-day period God said that's it all the sins have been accounted for and it was at that point that God then lit our Lord's lamp in other words Jesus had been darkness been made darkness when his spirit died, and his spirit was once again made alive. That that, uh, passage means he set my spirit on fire again. And so Jesus was made alive once again in the lowest pit of hell. Now this horrified Satan and his angels because this shouldn't happen. People that go into hell should never be made alive again. And so they were taken completely by surprise when God the Father then made His Son Jesus Christ alive once again in the lowest pit of hell. Now not only did God make Jesus alive once again based on His own righteousness, Jesus then turned on His adversaries Satan and His uh, angels and He pursued them He said and He completely destroyed them. As I say, Jesus said they they thought Jesus was acting illegally, and they actually cried out to God for help because they thought this, this is not right. This can't happen. But Jesus said, God didn't hear them. Why? Because God and Jesus were doing this as per plan from the beginning of the ages. This was the fruition of the eternal plan of salvation coming to pass. And Jesus was able to completely destroy Satan and his angels. And it is at that point that Jesus then took. Off of Satan the keys of Hades and of death and Colossians 2 15 says talking of Jesus having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it and so before Satan and his angels and the whole of God's creation Satan and his angels were made a public spectacle by our Lord Jesus Christ. He placed his foot on the back of their necks. They were completely destroyed. You recall in the Old Testament, Joshua did that as well with the enemies, the generals of the enemies that they destroyed. Uh, He made them lie down and he called his generals over and he made his generals place their feet on the back of their necks as a sign that we have completely vanquished our enemies Joshua 10 24 is the passage you can go look it up and so that is when Jesus completely destroyed Satan and principalities and powers and completely disarmed them and that's why Jesus when he appears to John in Revelation 1:18, he says I am he who lives and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and I have the keys of Hades and of death And it was at that point that God our Father then raised our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. I'm going to end the teaching on that.